Ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain. Speaking on behalf of the flight crew, let me welcome you aboard Spyrokin Flight 1027 to Tokyo with continuing service to Akihabara. We should touch down Tokyo at 5.23 local time depending on headwind turbulence, mechagahedra avoidance, and federal marshal diversions. Now, please do not look on the wing. He is not really there. And here's the warning. This podcast contains adult language, mature themes, abstract concepts of innocence, Victorian-era earls, androgynous males, exorcists, and Noah's Ark. Well, on behalf of your cockpit crew and cabin crew, please sit back and enjoy your trip. And remember, we now keep pistols in the cockpit. Thank you, Congress. Listener discretion is advised. And I think I only need 12 more hours to get my pilot's license. Review. I'm your host, Zan, and again, not with me is my sort of co-host, Mason. Again, she wasn't able to make it, but hey, things happen. So anyway, for those of you who don't know, the Spyrokin Manga Review is a society that provides information and reviews about manga. Every episode, we review one to two mangas, determining on our mood, and, well, we'll tell you a little bit about it. I know it's the we, the empirical we, even though there's only me today, so sorry about that. Anyway, yeah, so we read manga, and we'll tell you if it's good or not, or, well, if it's worth buying be honest now today usually we say oh there's no new news in the manga universe except for comic-con coming but actually there's a lot of new news so let me get right into that first one's a big one now yen press is actually going to be consolidated now the group that owns yen press the hatchet book group they've decided to merge yen press with their orbits line of sci-fi and fantasy publishing now it's going to be managed by the orbits vice president but they're going to be independently developed. So, Yen is not going to be Orbits. Okay, the next big headline is that New York Times has published a feature article profiling Tadashi Agi's wine appreciation manga series, Kami no Shizuku. If you're interested in wine and other things, the article's really cool. I mean, either way, it's cool because it's talking about manga in a more realistic setting. Definitely check it out. Just look up New York Times and look up Tadashi Agi and wine. It's pretty cool. It's about three pages. Definitely worth reading. Okay, next headline. Two Aoi Bandana titles are going to be animated and made into a manga. Now, Suisha, the Japanese publisher who releases half the freaking manga we review here, has revealed that they're going to be taking two light novels written by Aoi Bandana to be made into mangas and anime. That's kind of cool. So two more light novels are going to be made into manga, like Welcome to the NHK was a light novel became a manga. But anyway... 
first manga is called Project MP. It's a comedy about a teenage high school boy who discovers that his teacher and female classmates have formed a Sentai superhero team, and they've deemed him an evil nemesis. That kind of sucks, because what if he's trying to get a date with one of these girls and they think he's an evil monster? Anyway, the second one is called Tadake Sochukubai Totogake Manga Kenkubu, or Fight Sochukubai High School Manga Club. It's a comedy about a high school manga club and an affiliated schoolgirl recruited to fight aliens. Right. That's not generic at all. No, not at all. Okay, so what else is going on? Tokyo Pop is releasing a bunch of new acquisitions that are coming out in May and June. Just look at Tokyo Pop's website for the release dates to see those. And the other big one is that... This one I'm actually happy about. English Language Manga Guide to Akihabara is coming out. Now... There's a trading book called the Akiba. It's a manga guide to Akihabara. It actually is half manga, half tour guide. So pretty much this book is coming out. So any of us who want to go to Akiba ever in our lives, which is pretty much the mecca of all anime manga video game fans, if you ever go there, grab this manga. It will tell you how to get to places like Supa Potato and Nakano Broadway. Definitely cool to check out. Definitely. It must seem like I'm rushing things. I don't know why. I think I had too much coffee. coffee, coffee. Anyway, should calm down now. Just a little bit. So that's pretty much the news for today. Um, for birthdays, we have nothing. Nada. Nunca. No birthdays again. The only real birthdays for next episode, which comes out this Friday, Halloween. Also, sorry this episode's a little late. I got Guitar Hero World Tour, and well, as you can guess, that's taken up a lot of time. Besides work. Anyway, so now on to the review for this week. Now, for those of you who were listening last week, and remember, I spun the wheel of manga, and it told me that I was going to review D. Grayman. Yeah, I know, very weird name, D. Dot, or be D. Grayman. I don't know how to really pronounce it. I should definitely listen to it. But anyway, so let me tell you a little bit about this manga, because when I rolled it, I was kind of weird by it. Now, it was written by Tatsura Hoshino. And it was published by Jump Comics in Japan. Over here, it's being released by Viz Media. And it originally came out May 31st, 2004, and it's still coming out. There are currently 16 volumes, and there's also an anime series, three games, and two light novels. <laughs> being a deep day. And the genre will be classified as shonen. Of course, it was in Shonen Jump, we should kind of expect that. It's supposedly one of the most popular comics in Japan, followed by One Piece. Or, well, One Piece is in front of it. But anyway, I'm getting off topic. So now let's get right into the crux of things, into what the plot is about. Now, D. Grayman opens up with this weird statement which, well, for lack of better terms, explains that exorcists are those possessed by God and they exist for the sake of burying the evil that appears from within the darkness. And it gets right into the story. Now, the story takes place around the 19th century, so we'll assume 1890-1880. And there's this church, this it's a really abandoned church. It looks kind of creepy, like one you'd see in most old-school horror movies. And there are these two police officers, one named Moa and the other one named Charles. You remember his name is Charles because, well, he's going to die soon. These two characters aren't really main characters, but they're kind of important right now, so I'll give you guys a name. So anyway, they're talking about how this church, there's a lot of complaints that people go in there and they're disappearing, and that's cursed, and so on and so forth. And actually, the cool thing is that they're actually bobbies. So they have the the big cone-shaped hat. So it's kind of cool. Even though they have a little spike, so you kind of wonder if they're working for the Kaiser. Anyway, 
So now they go into this horrible, horror and spooky church, and what attacks them? A little kitty. A white kitty. So as they're going through, all these bats grab the girl, grab the cat, and they fly her away. Which is a little weird. Just a little bit. So as the cat's grabbed, Moe runs after him, and Charles, now alone, is wondering where Moe went. Oh no, where are you, Moe? Are you alright? Oh no! Now since he's alone, pretty much we're going to assume he's a red shirt. So, anyway, Moa ends up disappearing with all these bats in this weird rush, and she sees there's a figure there. So, being a cop, she puts her handcuffs around sorry, around his wrist, and it turns out the guy is a bum. He's a bum who's just trying to get his cat. The cat is his friend, and he's a traveler. Now, when you look at this guy, he looks really weird. He's got white hair, a bandana, one, his right arm is normal, and his left hand is huge and red, or, well, black and it looks kind of gross and he tells Moa even though he's handcuffed that look I only came here in this town this cat kind of ate something a little important to me so I've been waiting for her to you know get rid of it and he's like it's the truth look I just need to get this thing back and he's my friend I don't want to cause trouble I'm not a bad person and you know my master he gave this to me and I'll be in trouble and I'm just a kid you know and so as they're sitting there they hear a loud vicious scream of yeah and it turns out that Charles was shot. And here's the creepy thing. All over Charles' body, these little stars appear. And he's going... <laughs> Not really, I'm just making that noise. But pretty much, since he was shot, he kind of gets all star-covered. And then he shatters. Almost like if he was a stone statue and someone took a sledgehammer to him. It's kind of creepy, but cool-looking. So, Moa's looking at this and she's freaking out. And there's this gas that's filling the room. And she's starting to choke... And the mysterious stranger grabs her and says, Be careful, the gas from the corpse is poisonous, and he was killed by an Akuma, or a demon. So, the scene changes, and now Moa wakes up, and she's in the police hospital, and she actually looks kind of hot. You see her without her stupid tarp thing, and she's got boobs, and she also has the suspender thing going, which I always thought looked hot, especially the Tifa look. But, anyway. So she regained consciousness, and the inspector is interrogating the main character who turns out his name is Alan Walker and they're saying you were at the scene of the crime you did it confess 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 looking at this scene I really didn't expect the Spanish Inquisition yeah, who knows and they're saying what's the deal with your creepy right hand that makes sure that you're guilty it's blood red and there's a cross embedded in it you're a freak and after a lot of exposition he explains yeah Pretty much, I know what killed the, these people. It's an Akuma. And I've experienced them during my travels. And pretty much, the more you, the more deaths are, there's going to be more to follow. And pretty much, the cross in my hand is an anti-Akuma weapon. And do you know of exorcists? They're designed to fight Akuma. So, we're to assume that Alan is an exorcist. And so, scene changes again. And... All the rumors going on, the police officer got killed, and in the background you see this really weird umbrella, and this really got weird guy with a top hat and a long cloak. It sticks out a little bit, and you see a dude who's in the church, and he's sitting there in like a weird wheelchair, and suddenly the dude in the top hat appears, and he's saying, ooh, look, my cute little Akuma-chan, kill more and more, and you'll be able to evolve. So I think this guy is the Batman. Just a little bit. I think he's the bad guy. 
So, as he's talking to the evil dude, the guy in the wheelchair, suddenly hears someone say, I'm home, Mark Nechan. How's your body feeling? And dude in the top hat disappears. So, this is Moa's older brother. We're led to think. And they get into a little exhibition about how he's not eating and whatnot. And, long story short, Alan shows up. He's staying there because he has nowhere else to go and they don't want to keep him in the prison. And Alan looks at the brother. And he says, your brother's in Akuma, you know. And she doesn't believe him. The brother suddenly transforms into just a creepy thing. It's like you see a nun underneath him and he turns into this big ball thing with a bunch of guns. Turns out Alan can see these Akumas. You find out later that his eye is cursed. So he's cursed to see Akumas in their real form. So anyway, creepy Akuma thing, which looks like, uh, well, a sea urchin, starts shooting these little balls at them. Turns out that's their ability. They shoot missiles, and it, it'll turn you into monsters. And anyway, a long firefight starts with uh, Alan versus the Akumas. And... Turns out that you find out that the bullets that they shoot, they'll infect anybody and they'll turn them into, you know, rock. And the kitty was infected. So Alan has more of a vendetta against this evil Akuma. And anyway, so Akuma's chasing them, trying to shoot them with the weird guns, which make no sense. Very just surreal. Ends up killing all the cops as they see this monster and they're shooting. Moe-san is freaking out, wondering, Wait, wait, he's my brother, isn't he? Isn't he my brother? And Alan just explains, Look, it's not as if it wishes to kill. It's just programmed to do that. They're a living weapon invoked with the deceased souls. It's controlled by the Maker, and it suffers from crimes despairing of their appearance. They truly hate reality, and the frustration of that kind of soul is a source of energy that allows the Akuma to live. And, you know, someone's soul is being used by this machine. And he explains that the Maker will come up to someone when they're in a tragic form, in their most darkest hour, and he makes them an offer to bring back their deceased love. And then when they come back to life, they're now in Akuma, and the person who invoked the whole thing dies. And it's a tragedy. And you find out that the deceased person who is the Akuma is his sister-in-law, who her brother loved and she was a nun, so a nun who gets married makes no sense, blah, blah, blah. And then you find out that the evil maker is the Millennium Earl. And it's kind of funny, because when you see the Millennium Earl explaining the situation, what he's going to do, he pulls out a giant model kit, which has the build for the new body for Claire, the sister. So it's kind of funny. But, you know, he ends up killing the guy and putting the Akuma inside her brother and it just explains the whole thing, the backstory and then as they fight now Alan actually gets cool he takes his left hand the one with the cross in it and he says cross of God which forms resides in me now with the power to destroy the darkness and then bring forth salvation and his arm becomes giant and white so his arm just becomes really big and that's the weapon he uses to kill the Akuma it seems a little like project arms at this point, you know, with the giant arm that just kicks ass Anyway, so he uses the arm, and he exterminates the Akuma, kills it, and it goes. To, the soul goes back to heaven, blah, blah, blah. 
you find out that the maker, like I said, his name is the Millennium Earl, and he's trying to destroy the world. And it's an exorcist duty to end this. And that was only the first chapter. I know, it's a lot. It's That's the one thing I didn't like. It's very compact. So, long story short, it's a lot of, it starts out a lot of vignettes. There's two other stories with him fighting Akumas, and then it gets into the fact that he joins this group that his master wanted him to join. That's called the Black Order. No, it's not a racist remark. So anyway, this is Black Society. What they do is they're looking for this thing called innocence. That's what's in. That's what makes the Akuma anti-Akuma weapons. It's this concentration of pure innocence. There's 113 of these things, and you have to find them all. I know it's a little weird. So they're looking for them while fighting the Akumas, and you introduce a couple other characters, and well, one of them pisses me off because I didn't know he was a boy to girl. A boy, not a girl, because he looks like a girl. I swear he looks like a girl. You look at me like, hey, that's a woman. Oh, God, it's a guy. I know this kind of degenerated into blah, but honestly, you have to read this manga for yourself. It's kind of just hard to explain. I mean, it's a pretty cool manga, don't get me wrong. The concept is really cool, and I love the fact that it's set in the 19th century, and you have all these really cool characters, and you have all this art. It just seems a little, well... The flowing, the timing and flow is wrong. I mean, Alan is a really cool character. You found he's a former clown. His father was a traveling French clown. Well, the person who raised him. And the guy who also cursed him was a French clown. So it's just a little... Well, Alan's a cool character, but he's just... They focus on him, which I like. But all the sub-characters just get like a second of airtime, and then they disappear until later in the series and you get into the whole thing but the first four stories the characters there's no one except for Alan who's the main you know who's the main protagonist there's no other protagonist it's just him and the Millennium Earl and they're just little vignette stories until the big thing happens until the big series really starts I heard later you have a rival group to the Black Order who's there to try to fight them who are the children of Noah and they are led by the Millennium Earl, and they want to destroy the world, and a lot of religious conflicts. Honestly, I would love to read more of this, but it's reading it was pissing me off. So, I'll give you the review after the promo. Hi, this is Aaron and Noah, and we're a couple living in New York City. We run the Ninja Consultant Podcast. Sometimes we talk about ninjas, but mostly our show is about anime. We don't do anime news because we don't know any. I know what the news is, because I've heard it on every anime podcast this week. We have over 800 years of combined otaku experience, and I guess sometimes we talk about it. You can train to be an otaku, or just sound like one. Choose from any of the following areas of expertise. Conventions. Fan culture. AMVs. Fan subs. Fan parodies. Fan art. Manga. Cosplay. Ninja studies. Refrigerator repair. Or get your GED. And much, much more. Can you draw this pirate? Go to www.ninjaconsultant.com and discover the wonderful world of anime art. That's www.ninjaconsultant.com. Or search for us in the iTunes... Wait, we're a couple? Yeah, we're a couple. I mean, I knew that. Okay, well, that was a Ninja Consultant. Definitely check them out. Really cool podcast. I really enjoy listening to them. But anyway, now on to the review... And I apologize that this review itself was not that great. It was just kind of... 
I mean, I really wanted to get into D. Gray Man. It looked cool. The music is awesome. I heard that the anime was really cool. It seemed a little, well, not well thought out or not translated well. It's just too rushed. Like, you have a whole... Everything is compressed into 40 pages. The first 40 pages is rammed right in there. And it's just like, this, 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 this. Uh, maybe I'm just... I should give it another try. Definitely, maybe I will after more mangas come out or if I have more time to read it. But for right now... Pretty much, I'm giving this a gift, typical gift from your crazy Aunt Muriel. It's a good series. I mean, the design is good. The concept is cool. I love a lot of the artwork. A lot of the fight scenes are pretty intense. But it really jumps from place to place to place to place to place. Like, there's no lead-in, no things. Just like, we're going to start fighting now. Wow. And the artwork, at times, it's a little jumbled. So you can't focus on anything. And also, the the characters are a little too androgynous for my taste. One character who's a female is a male. Another one really looks like she's female, but it's actually a male. So, gotta work on that. If you like action adventures or historical fiction, this is definitely for you. If you just want a manga to just peruse and read at your leisure, this one's not for you. Definitely is a shonen. Story's pretty cool. However, the execution could have been done a lot better. The novel might be better. I might actually pick up the light novel, but for right now, it could be better. Sorry that that was not, this is not a great episode. I know I'm a little, like I said, burnt out from just trying to figure this out. This manga was not that great to review. I really had high hopes for it. I thought it would have been a lot better than it was, but it wasn't. I will say this, though. The soundtrack is completely awesome, though. The opening and closing is from this series. So definitely, if you have a chance, pick up the original soundtrack. Um, all right, now on to other news. Um, new things happening. Nothing with us. The only thing is we have, of course, our forum contest going on, which is if you go to spirekin.rapidboards.com, you log in there and you just post. You become one of our posters. First 100 will let you into a lottery for a gift box of 100 boxes of Pocky. Also, we're giving out two mangas and a DVD with it. So it's a nice little gift. It's kind of putting us in the hole, but, you know, definitely check it out. Definitely... Enter in, join us, check it out. Also, we have our Wheel of Manga contest. That one on our list. Pick 10 choices we haven't reviewed. Send us a wheel. If we like it, we'll use it in an episode. Because after episode 20, we're going to start actually posting what we have on the wheel. So this way, you know, you guys, because some people are saying we're cheating. We're not. We actually are spinning the wheel and picking. But, you know, this way you guys can't say we're cheating. Uh, and don't worry, we are going to make it to episode we are going to make it to episode uh, 20. Don't worry. We're not going to pot fade. We're not going to give up doing this. I enjoy doing this a lot. It's a lot of fun. And don't worry. The episodes are going to get a lot better. This episode was not my favorite. So don't worry. Next two episodes are going to be awesome. Especially since the next one comes out in two days. And it's one of my favorite holidays. The Halloween episode. But I'll tell you more about that in a little bit. Of course, it's that time of the episode again. You know what I'm talking about, fans. The Wheel of Manga! For those of you who don't know, here at the Spyrokin Manga Review, as opposed to just randomly going into a store and picking a book at random, or say, going in and just saying, I'm going to do this one and this one, and I know this one, I've read this one before, we actually have an interesting system on how to pick our episodes and mangas we are going to review. We have a list of about 800 titles. Yeah, it took us a while to compile it. But anyway, we have this list. 
And what we do is we pick 10 of them at random, and then we put them onto the Wheel of Manga. I spin the Wheel of Manga, and whatever number it lands on, that's what I'm going to review for next episode. So, let's get on with it, oh scholarly, powerful Wheel of Manga. Let me have a good one this week, please. Okay, and number 7, which is... <laughs> okay, that's funny. Looks like the next episode, I'm reviewing I Love Halloween. That's kind of funny because next episode is the Halloween episode. Oh, also, if any of you are cosplaying or dressing up for Halloween, send us some pictures. I'd like to put some up on our website, spirekin.podbean.com, or on MySpace, myspace.com, spirekin. It'd be a lot of fun. Also, you can email us at spirekin at gmail.com, my personal email account, zon.spirekin at gmail.com, or if you think I'm crappy alone and you want Mason back, email her, mason.com. Spirekin at gmail.com. That's M A Y S A N dot S P I R A K N at gmail.com. Uh, definitely send us an email or hit us up, flames anything. Just need some information. And well, guess that's about it. Sorry this was a really short episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. I mean, I enjoy doing it. I hope I love Halloween's a lot better than Gray Man. Maybe I'll come back and redo this one later. We'll see. As usual, this is your host Zan saying, Zansan away! See you guys next time. i